Hello, welcome to episode number three of the Disney Hipster Podcast, a show critiquing the aesthetic choices of the Disney company. My name is Adam, and I write for the Disney Hipster blog. I'm joined as always by my co-host Andrew. Hello there. We're also joined by our friend and sarcasm consultant, Megan. Hi! On today's show, we're going to be discussing the current ramshackle state of Epcot's future world and those pavilions held within. Before we jump into today's main topic, we're going to introduce a new segment called Merchandise Loop. This is the Merchandise Loop. We hope you're not duped by the fascinating things that we shop for. For my uh, merchandise loop pick, I'm picking Summer Magic Player Piano Sing Along, which is an album that you can get on iTunes uh, in your iTunes store. Mm-hmm. It is a very ridiculous player piano version of songs from Summer Magic. Uh, if you don't know, Summer Magic is a 19. 19- 63 Haley Mills vehicle that I love so much. If you have ever listened to this silly podcast or read our silly blog, you know how much I love that movie. But uh, I was stumbling around iTunes and I saw Summer Summer Magic Player Piano Sing Along and I thought, what, what is this little gem? And so I clicked on it. Before I listened to any of it, I just bought the whole thing. You did? And it is uh, nine songs, seven of which are from Summer Magic. And there's absolutely nothing special about these songs. <laughs> they're just, they're just pia- literally player piano scrolls of songs from Summer Magic. And what's, but, what, what is not special about that exactly? That's it sounds. But it special. sounds awesome. But the the, uh, it's good, but it's not great. First of all, the novelty of a player piano is lost unless you're sitting at a player piano. <laughs> you don't want to be listening to just very bland you know there's they're very bland recordings there's no emotion to them and the funny thing is those songs are very bouncy and catchy and fun and none of that comes through in these songs but it's it's very uh it's very okay you know it's very whatever it's good background music for my house i've been listening to it you know all week kind of but only in the background never something i'm putting on my headphones Uh you know and uh yeah there's very little information on this record other than the fact that it came out in 1963 and was recently released on iTunes. And the, the best thing about it is the cover is the uh, characters of Nancy, Gilly, Peter, and for some random reason, Mr. Hamilton from the movie, uh-huh. which he never appears with their player piano. So I don't know why it's, it's in there. It's a very cute cover. It's a very cute cover. Um, in the context of the film, the Carey family gets a player piano uh, as they're selling all of their junk before they move into the little yellow house. They sell their big piano and get a player piano, which- uh, As a swap. As a swap in the beginning of the movie. And you can play it with one leg and no one shows you how. And no one shows you how. Anyway, so that's my my pick for merchandise round, um, our merchandise loop is a Summer Magic player piano sing-along. Adam, what's yours? Um, So mine is a more broad type of merchandise. Um, I'm actually picking the art on demand. Awesome. Stuff. which can be found at, I guess, any of the Art of Disney stories nice. for the most part. Um, I guess I wasn't terribly impressed like the first time I saw Art of Disney stories or anything in them, but once we discovered that the print-on-demand has some really, really, really wonderful sort of production art and things like that that you could print and get really, really nice prints of for really not a lot of money, it ends up being a great 
yeah. sort of take home we've for Disney se- World. We've several things. Yeah, so we've, we have two Mary Blair prints, Alice in Wonderland, uh, background art pieces or production art pieces, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're concept art. art. Yeah, more concept art. Yeah. Really background. I know what I'm talking about. But anyway, you can print them out. That's pretty cool. We also have the um, the uh, Br'er Rabbit. Mm-hmm. When you walk down the queue of Splash, on the left in a sort of oval frame is a sort of oil painting. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Do you about. know the painting I'm talking <laughs> Isn't about? Isn't that great? Yeah. yeah, we actually, you could buy it. Yeah. yeah. But it's square. It's and square. And I tried forever to find an oval frame, but everyone I did cut his ears off. Oh. So I ended up having to put it in a square frame. What but else do we really have, nice Adam? What else do we have? Um, we also have in our bathroom a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction poster print. Yeah, and we were able to get a smaller one, which was nice for our bathroom. And in the bedroom. Uh, we have the Haunted Mansion poster as well, but we have <laughs> yeah. a full-size one. But we have a full-size. No, it's humongous, the Haunted Mansion one. Good thing is... Uh, we have two of them. Funny thing is we have two of them because they messed up our first one, but not too bad. And they sent us a nice uh, new fresh one. So we actually have another one in the closet that's pretty much perfect. Yeah, it's pretty it's much perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's a backup, exactly. Ooh, spur of the moment sweepstakes. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's not a sweepstakes. <laughs> we'll figure out what we're doing. Anybody wants one for free, you just email us at DisneyHipsWizard.com. No. Don't email us. We're not giving it away. <laughs> You're um, going to get my email. <laughs> <laughs> Megan can have it as our as our one listener and also co-host. <laughs> You're not uh, supposed to get all of your listeners as co-hosts. Megan, have you ever have you ever used the uh, print on demand things? I haven't. Um, they they actually have that in, in um, the studios too, don't they? Have one like yeah yeah in, yeah. There's in any of the animation stores. I yeah. think there there's at least three. I don't think Animal Kingdom has one, but there's also one at Downtown Disney as well. Yeah, there's one at Downtown. There's one at downtown in Disneyland mm-hmm. and in Disneyland proper in the, the store in Main Street. And the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Yeah, anyway, they're great. Megan, do you have a merchandise uh, item you I, want to talk about? I do. It's an item that I do not have, but I want. Nice. Uh, cool. And I think it's totally fitting with uh, the Disney hipster idea here. Perfect. It's the Joy Division Mickey Mouse t-shirt. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I want it. I want it for several reasons because it's awesome is the main one. Mm-hmm. And the other, like, I don't know, the subtle reason is I think it would drive my boyfriend nuts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. the best reason. For those of you who don't know, it's it's kind of like the cover of the Unknown Pleasures album. Mm-hmm. And for everybody else who doesn't know, Joy Division was a band that existed from 1977 <laughs> to 1980 in England. And nothing, nothing says Mickey Mouse like committing suicide. Exactly. Yeah. And so- <laughs> what I think. And, <laughs> and those who don't know in the Disney hipster community, or in the Disney community in general, is that the music nerd community went completely batshit <laughs> negative when Disney made that t-shirt. I uh, know, and it was awesome. It, it was really awesome. awesome. I, I, actually think this, I actually think the shirt is really clever and kind of like well-designed. No, it, it is. It's, I think it's, it's great. Yep. Part of being a hipster is that you're forced to hang out with lots of music nerds who are really annoying. Yeah. So any chance you can get to piss them off. Is great. It's great. I've never seen so many people up in arms as the community on Pitchfork.com freaking out about this shirt, and most of them I uh, have never even been to Disneyland or Disney World, so you know, they can suck it. Uh, backlash always makes me giggle. When, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, when it's like a small thing. I, I love it. I love backlash. <laughs> it's uh, great. It's pretty awesome. And and also the funny thing is the shirt is no longer available. They took it down. I think uh, I think they didn't like. Uh, the connotations, I guess. They didn't really research the fact that the lead singer killed himself. Probably not, but I, I'm sure you can get it on eBay or something. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. eBay is my best friend. It is. I just ordered Andrew a uh, a 
universe of energy a cast, cast member, member costume, costume a real oh, one it is awesome i'm gonna wear it around the house i'm gonna wear it wear it i'm just gonna wear underwear and my cast member costume you definitely will yeah it's gonna be awesome <laughs> Since this podcast is still kind of new uh, and the listeners are trying to get to know us, we're going to start moving around the resort sort of slowly in these introductory uh, episodes. And one of the epitomal areas of any Disney park is the future world section of Epcot. When people think about nostalgia and that Epcot feeling, they're not necessarily thinking about it as a whole, but that synth-driven concrete jungle that is Epcot's future world. Mm. Yeah, and I love this part of the park and I'm happy to start talking about it. We're gonna move uh, clockwise. If you're facing Spaceship Earth, clockwise, starting with uh, the universe of energy. So we're pretty much gonna stick to the pavilion, right? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna talk about- Right, we're not going into detail. We're not talking about food. We're not talking about shopping. We're hardly even talking about attractions, but we are talking about the pavilions and uh, our overall thought about them aesthetically and with just basic. Yeah, so we're going to start over in uh, Future World East with the universe of energy. Right. Yeah. Does anybody have some feelings about this? I have strong feelings, but I would like you guys to talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, are you talking about from the outside walking into it or? Sure. Yeah. Sure. It? How would like? Yeah. It. It looks like the. I'm sorry. I am. I am not the biggest fan of of Universe of Energy. Wow. Uh, I am. I. I. <sighs> coming in, it looks like a poor man's but larger space mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I really think it's awesome. I love the. <laughs> I love all the mirrored stuff. It's just so weird. It's just a weird triangular, rainbow colored, solar panel uh-huh. covered. Icy, mirror-y, I don't yeah, even know what see, the hell's I, going on. It kind of looks like some crazy hippie in, that lives in the desert in like Nevada, built like an earth sphere that they live in. A millionaire and that's what hippie. It looks like. A millionaire hippie. Like off the off the grid kind of. Yeah. yeah, and they and yeah. they got like recycled mirror pieces from some like dollar store in Mexico or something. Right. Cut them up in mosaic. See, I don't get I don't get that at all. And. <laughs> <laughs> and unlike unlike Megan, I actually think that the uh, exterior really fits the theme of the the whole pavilion. I don't think I even have to mention it, but this is one of my favorite attractions in all of Disney World. And uh, I think it's really gorgeous. And the fact that uh, you ride past on the monorail and you see it sort of glistening in the sun makes you kind of want to go over there. And it's probably a disappointment to a lot of people what it's, it actually houses. It's just too much of a commitment. I think it's, that's what drives people crazy. It's a pretty awesome attraction. It's just long. Yeah. I think it was like 30 minutes. It's longer. It's, it's longer than that? I want to say it's 37. I want to say it's like 44. We'll all just say Who different knows? things and we'll meet in the middle. We'll say it's 40 minutes long. It's about 40 it's minutes a, long. It's an exact 40 minute attraction. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they actually shut it down like right at, towards the end of the scene. 40 yes. minutes, it's over. <laughs> just like that. Um, yeah, but anyway, just to sort of wrap up the beginning or the exterior of the attraction, I do think it's just beautiful. And I think that because there's not a lot of signage, you know, and there's no spaceship out in front or a test vehicle, I think it kind of lends a little air of mystery about it. Like, you don't really know what's inside. Yeah, you definitely have no idea. And actually, I have to say, like, going on it for the first time, obviously I've been in a thousand times, but 
the first time going on it, you really have no idea what the hell is going to happen. And it's pretty amazing to see the entire fear had just moved and rolled. That is neat. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that. And I also agree without the signage. It's, it's you, you, you want to find out what it is. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, the first time I saw it, I definitely thought the mirrors were kind of uh, dorky. But then you got to think, and I know this is sort of story for story's sake, but the, the fact that the top is solar panels, I think is amazing and runs the actual ride vehicles. Uh, I think that's so ridiculously cool. And I feel like there's not a day that goes by that I don't tell someone that. <laughs> <laughs> like random people on the street or my barista at Starbucks, I gotta tell somebody. Like solar panels move the vehicles. <laughs> Which um, is ridiculous. It also, inside, there's also like right in the front entrance, I guess as you go in, there's a cool like kind of mosaic-y tile-y thing of yeah. like a solar flare or something. Right yeah. where the, the wait time sign or little clock thing is. Yeah. Or time to then show. I actually think it's what it's like. Yeah. But that, that is really, really neat. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Megan, what do you feel about the actual attraction? Um, well, like, uh, like Adam said, it's, it, I, I totally, I, again, with the first time, it, mm -hmm. it was just, I honestly had absolutely no idea. I'm like, I'm in this big room. And then yeah. suddenly I'm in this other big room uh, <laughs> and, and I'm just like, oh, it's a movie. Oh, wait. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. We're moving. <laughs> the entire theater's moving now. This is awesome. And there's dinosaurs. There's dinosaurs. Oh, wait, haven't I seen those dinosaurs before somewhere else? <laughs> Have you? Are those, are those recycled? They're the dinosaurs from, uh, the, the, aren't they? No, they're not. From Disneyland? No, you're thinking... The magic skyway dinosaurs those are in the uh primeval world yeah Disneyland. aren't they the same exact dinosaurs yeah but they're not from there they're sort of recycled i know they're not recycled but they're the same exact dinosaurs they just rebuilt them adam is talking about the uh, stegosaurus and the t-rex in a rumble that appear also in the primeval world at disneyland on the uh railroad um i really like a lot of things the video something all that that like cardboardy pop out i don't know what the heck that is when it like when it shows like energy through time, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's like an animated like. A... You're talking about the uh, the film towards the end with uh, Kramer. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. That, that... Oh, the when well, he's the the, the caveman. caveman. Yeah, yeah. But, but not that stuff like the paper cutout. That actually the guy, like, is really driving beautiful. the car and it goes like through the bar and he keeps like moving through time kind of. I think this is the kind of a, attraction that really grows on you. I remember the first time we went on it, I was like, okay, that was entertaining, but really long, you know, get me to test track. This is in my sort of Disney formative years. And then uh, it's slowly become one of my favorite attractions. We go on it every single trip, regardless of how long it is, be it three days or two weeks. You know, we have to go on it. If I don't, my trip is not complete. I don't know why, I don't even know why. I don't even really like Ellen that much. She's okay. And two people could eat an entire bag of goofy sour balls. Right Yeah, which is nice. <laughs> it's yeah. convenient. It's also air conditioned. Yes, it's, and it's also it's, air conditioned. Hey, yeah, Megan, have you ever point. thought about reading your Kindle? <laughs> <laughs> While riding on Ellen? <laughs> I'm sure nobody would have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody would have. <laughs> They're all asleep. Well, that, They're like, all asleep. They wouldn't even notice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that time that it takes the cars to actually move yes. and get into formation, yeah. that's... I, you could probably knock out a few chapters couple, or something. A couple chapters, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, even if, at the very least, if somebody finds this sort of boring, like we're alluding to, that a lot of people do think it's not only a time commitment, but a boring time commitment. I'm not one of those people, but I know a lot of people feel like that. 
At the very least, you're getting into the dark air conditioned room for 40 minutes in the middle of the day. This is not the kind of attraction you do at 10 in the morning. You do it at like one in the afternoon. Yep. It's a perfect time. And it is fun. You have Bill Nye and I Ellen's think it's awesome. really fun. I, th I didn't plan on talking about it this much, but I really feel the need to defend this thing all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely good. It yeah. definitely grows in your video. Yeah, I think it really does grow. And the Ellen animatronic is amazing. Clearly <laughs> on the fact that it cost such a ridiculous amount of money. And, and she, it was supposedly one of the most advanced animatronics. She looks ever like Owen Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> she really does. She doesn't even look like Ellen. Uh, that's, yeah. That is 100% accurate. It is. Wow. <laughs> she really does. I know. They're actually, they were thinking about a, a Royal Tenenbaums yeah. refurb. Yeah, they, exactly. Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Save the universe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that, that's about it for Universe of Energy. There's not much more we can say other than it is amazing. Thanks. If you're moving directly north of that, I guess not north, but if we're going clockwise from there, uh, we're actually going to stumble upon the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which is a defunct pavilion as of 2007. Yeah, except for special events. Yeah. And this, uh, this pavilion used to host... Uh, a couple of really neat attractions, Body Wars, Cranium Command, The Making of Me, which is perverted and amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, animated sperm, amazing. Um, anyway. Embarrassing millions and millions of 12-year-old kids. I know, God, those poor 12-year-olds that went in there with their parents, oh God. I was one of them. Were you? Oh, <laughs> See, Lord. I, was, I was like 11. I don't have the, I don't have That's the pleasure. So awful. I don't That's have so the pleasure awful. of ever I can't seeing. even imagine. I, parents like, oh, I, we need to go on this. Come on vacation. It's bad enough I had to come with you. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think the building is really, really neat. Beautiful. Um, it's kind of set back on a hill in a weird way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's um, it's sort of again that Epcot-y, what is that ball structure? It's sort of like a half version of it and more. Well, no, it's not really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of domed. He, Adam's thinking of the geodesic sphere. That yeah, but it's more of those like triangly. Yeah, no, it de definitely is a very angular, as is most of Future World. It's planted pretty well, too. It is a really pretty building. It's unfortunate that it's closed, but... Uh, I, I think we'll see the end of it soon and sooner than later. I was going to I was gonna say the same thing. If I we, don't see them ever putting something back in there permanently. No, I think I think if we get... I just think the building's getting a little old. And sort of well, that's the thing. That is the newest building in Future World. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it's relatively what they want speaking. To go to, they, you know, what they want to get. I feel like, it, if anything, Future World overhaul is it's got to be on the list sooner than later. And when it I is, think so. it's gone. Yeah. Any thoughts, maybe? Besides uh, being tortured by it and scarred. Oh, I'm bit. sorry. I was nodding. You couldn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you could not hear your nodding. <laughs> I, was, I was agreeing, yeah. You're gesticulating um, wildly, but you're not <laughs> talking. <laughs> I No, I, I have distinct memories of loving body wars though yeah yeah I, we, i've never actually been on anything in there i mean it was closed by the time i started going i've only even been in the building once i think well i think i've been for in like flower and garden yeah you know unfortunately my uh disney nerddom didn't start until like 2006 and uh it closed in 2007 we must not have made it in 2000 no i think maybe my first trip was 2007 yeah it might it was still there when i was there but i never knew it was there yeah. So as a result, I never went inside of it. Yeah. Well, I haven't been there since 1991. Yeah. So <laughs> memories are a little fuzzy. <laughs> but, 
and it had only opened two years before. <laughs> so you got to see the brand new and you got to see the brand new version and the closing version in one. Yeah, night. it was great. It was, I remember it being really, really, really open and like all the, like the little incidental things were right. fun, fun of just like like little exercise machines. Oh yeah. Now, now we bikes. would call a, yeah. an exercise bike. Uh, with, with a TV screen, <laughs> yes. but I had never seen anything like that before. You were totally amazed. Yeah, I was like, what? I can watch TV and ride a bike. Ex- this is too expensive. It's never going to catch on. <laughs> and now you have a, an, you know, I have a phone one, that you can watch any movie you want. At the, yeah, you know, I keep a computer in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but God, you can't watch TV and ride a bike. <laughs> uh, okay, so moving I further along in future world is the most beloved of pavilions i must say and that is that of uh, mission space former home of sacred ground horizons <laughs> i mean sorry sorry i, I didn't mean to throw up you... uh, i'm throwing up for a couple different reasons <laughs> i should stop making throw up noises i don't think that's something that turns on listeners what <laughs> there's, there's always a segment a <laughs> This opened in 2003, so not even that long ago. Okay. Yeah. Who yeah. cares? Um, it has a rotating earth. Okay. Yeah. Which all right. Kind of okay. And has the, the coolest thing about it is there's like a little jet stream kind of thing going around the earth, but the this mission space ship I guess is on it, and the mission space sign. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's a moon model, and on the moon model are markings of on the moon of everywhere that. Uh, I guess the Soviet Union and the U.S. has landed on it. I think it's 29 times. I never times. even knew that. It's pretty neat. I and didn't know that. Do you know why I didn't know that? Because I've know. only walked up to that pavilion twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, with it. And then there's a Jupiter model. Oh, which, why is there a Jupiter model? And then you walk into Mars, I think. But why is Mars so much bigger than Jupiter? It really makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like most of this pavilion. Yeah, and it's ugly. And the red paint See, is like I... all flaking off on the Mars. It's ugly. See, I think, I think that the facade is actually really neat. It's neat, but it's ugly at the same time. I don't think it's ugly at all. I think it's kind of, uh, I don't know, curvy and pretty. I yeah, don't know. I, I don't think know. it's very, very nice. I like the facade. That is where it ends. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about it. Megan, have you, have you ever experienced this attraction? Uh, experience is the right word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've never screamed so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Not because it was that scary, but it, it was like... Why did you make me come on this ride? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. It's pretty awful. I've never been on the um, the orange version. The orange version. I've been on the other version. It's so awful, and I can't imagine what the see other one is like. I went on the green. I think it's the green version. Is the light version? There are two different versions of this attraction. For those of you not in the know, one of them is uh, less intense, and I don't think it has the part that spins you around to sort of create that g-force. And uh, I've been on that with Adam. And then who knows how this happened, but this past September, my father coerced me into going on this attraction again. He did. And I don't know how it happened. I'm just a sucker like that. Maybe it's because he dropped 150 bucks buying us Artist Point the night before. Thanks, Dad. But, (laughs) But he coerced me into going on Mission Space, but on the orange one. Mind you that my dad and me both share uh, extreme motion sickness, and he just thought, oh, we'll deal with this. And every time that Gary Sinise kept saying, if you have any motion sickness, don't go on this ride, we got a little bit more nervous, and I've never seen my dad any closer to puking. (laughs) He did. They got off. They really were. 
I felt sick the rest of the day. It was awesome. I told them not to climb. Yeah, Adam didn't enjoy that attraction. I've been on the uh, orange side twice, and I've never been on the green side. Yeah, neither one is fun. <laughs> yeah, they're not it's, fun. It's just it's, stupid. It's just stupid. Let's just leave it that. It's the stupidest no. attraction ever. And it, it's all, I can't wait until Disney realizes it goes, finally well, the fesses thing is up their mistake and closes it. They don't want to admit to a $100 million mistake. You know what I mean? Even if it's 10 years later, they don't want to admit to that mistake. Even though there's clearly, it's clearly not very popular. There's never a wait for it. No. But besides the fact that it is nausea-inducing, so is a couple other Disney rides. You know what I mean? I actually get kind of nauseous on Expedition Everest. Like, it really shakes me up. But I still want to go on it because the theming is so great. This is, there is a reason that the lot, the, the sign, I mean, every, it says the same thing that a lot of other attractions say. Which ends with, like, motion and nausea. No, this is worse. But no, but those signs are humongous and in your face for a reason. Yeah. Well, they make you, they hand you a thing to read. When you're waiting in the queue, you have to read the thing. I mean, they have barf bags in the attraction. Yeah. (laughs) They really do. Because people kept throwing up on the screens. It's horrible. Well, I'm not even going to go into, well, yes, it makes you, it makes you nauseous, but the, the story of the ride is not great. The video, the, the video is horrible. horrible. Like it's like, oh, let's get an animation computer from 1986. You guys own, you guys own Pixar. Seriously, for crying out loud. <laughs> Seriously, not not Pixar from 1983 either. You own Pixar now. You can use them now. It's ridiculous. The video is horrible, and Gary Sinise looks insane. He had a lot of work done and looks awesome. <laughs> he looks great. And crazy. Mission space. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, he has some crazy eyes in that, doesn't he? He does. He looks nuts. He looks crazy. I love it. I think I, I think I love him for it. I do. Yeah, anyway, they I think it's not too long before this attraction is uh in the garbage. And they can always chalk it up to controversy, you know, killing people and all. They're not fans of that. Yeah. Um just my my last thought on and I don't really mind this so much with Ellen, which is similar, but I really hate that it's not like a full-body pavilion in a sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. You know, like, it, it, it doesn't it's have... It's just the attraction. Yeah, exactly. Like, why? It's like not what Epcot's supposed to be. Well, that's the big difference between East and West, the pavilions, is that one side is just attractions, like three big attractions, and the other side's legit pavilions. Yeah, I wish they would put more, like, pavilions in yeah, I think so. When they do them, I don't know why they, I don't know why they couldn't do that. You know, I I hardly count. Well, we're getting into it now, but like the test track pavilion, I hardly consider their post show. And I know everything is changing. Please understand, I'm not, you know, that far behind. I know that everything's about to change in the fall, but their post show was hardly entertaining. Okay, speaking of that, yeah, let's go to test track. Yeah, test track. Um, the building is super duper awesome. It really it is, except that it's all blocked up by that stupid test track crap in the front. The building is the same building I know of what it is. World of Motion. I know what it is. This, I'm just saying, but that building's awesome. See, it's the humongous building and round and shiny and mirrory. I don't know. This building, why can there be mirror? I don't know. I just think it's neat. Yeah, it is neat, of course. Megan, what's your thoughts on the building of this? The attraction? building, oh, I, I can't, I just can't think of Test Track without thinking of like the inside queue, and then it just kind of thumbs yeah. up any. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I the- kind of like, as, as much as I really enjoy this attraction, which I really do, I think this is a 
very much needed type of attraction in Epcot. And if anything in Future World is going to stay for a while, I think it's something like this. Yeah, it's really weird for me because I feel like it's it's a good attraction, but it's just not great. Like mm. everything is like cool, but not really. See, like the queue is cool, but not really. The ride itself is like kind of like a car, but not really like a car. Yeah, I think you're missing. I think you're missing the point of this. I think this is sort of a. Uh, it's like extreme edutainment, you know, like they want to say. It's yeah. kind of teaching, it's teaching younger people, specifically kids, who are usually tall enough to go on this. And it's very thrilling for them. And I never leave this attraction without smiling. I think it makes me so happy. Yeah, I mean, the outside run part is fun. Yeah, I think it's oh, really fun. that's super fun. Yeah. I think it's great. But like the inside, like, and the problem is like now that I've seen video of uh, the, the... Radiator races. Springs. Yes, thank you. Um, like that is a, it's like a, a dark ride. But who's to know, like yeah. who's to say we're not getting something similar? So that would be awesome. awesome. It yeah. could be really awesome. That's that's my problem with it. I feel like the, the technology is cool. They just need to do something better with the queue and with the story and everything. I think it's, I think it's terrific. I actually really, I really like this attraction. It's like, a, a, it's not a thrill ride for thrill's sake, like Mission Spaces. You know, like that's just trying to get you to scream and throw up. And this one is has a backstory to it. You see the nice pre-show video, or you did before, and that's a great pre-show video. I quote it all the time. I quote it all the time. I love it. And uh, yeah, and I, like I said, it, I always leave smiling. I hate trying to be sold things at the end, especially cars, because I don't drive. So that really bums me out. I drive. I just don't really. I don't have a car. <laughs> uh, yeah, it makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely fun enough. It's, I definitely don't mind it being there. I hope the refurb is, is neat enough. Yeah, and I don't like the song. I don't like that loud, clicky song. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, the store stinks, the post the show stinks. I feel like they should, they should bring back Fun To Be Free. That would be awesome. It's so You fits. know, I will say this, I've never been to Epcot since Test Track has been there without going on it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely fun. Like, yeah. I think that's my point. It's like, it's fun enough to always go on, but like, I'm always wishing for more when I'm on it. I think it'll be there a lot longer than most of the other attractions, just because, like you said, we always go on this attraction, you know? Because there's not much to do at an Epcot rope drop, you know? After you do, you know, you do Soarin' first, then you do Test Track, then you do Living with the Land, and it's all a cakewalk after that. You know, even Living with the Land, you don't have to wait for it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I, I I love it. I don't. The only problem I really have is the building, which Adam apparently loves, and I had no idea. Now we're gonna have to get the divorce. Yeah. I'm um, no. I think <laughs> the building is horrible now because it is a test track. But if that stuff was removed and it was just the building, I think it would be awesome. And we won't even go into test track all stars, which are equally, <laughs> which are equally amazing and horrible at no, the same time. It's horrible. <laughs> Disney sometimes really does things that are just like, why? I don't know what they were thinking. What, with this, this this new craze of DJs and, and like bands everywhere because they don't have enough attractions is really pathetic. Yeah. You shouldn't need these singers. You should have another attraction somewhere. Yeah. Well, the, I think the whole sort of summary of this side that we're about to leave of Future World is that Epcot is able to sort of stay what it is because they meet their numbers all the time because people want to go to Epcot and get drunk. Yes. And I and that and they don't care about and that sustains the entire park. So that's why it opens at nine o'clock and it closes at nine o'clock consistently year round because people want to go there and have a good time, usually in the evening, and enjoy a couple of attractions. They're not there 
like they are at the Magic Kingdom, you know, with their kids not drinking and just going on attraction after attraction. They don't need it at Epcot. You're there to sort of absorb atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We, we go to Epcot all the time and never experience an attraction. You know, I just go for atmosphere. I know, Megan, you're sort of the same way. Oh, yeah, I, I love just sitting around. And I, I mean, this isn't a pavilion, but the, just the, you know, the sparkly floor with the lights. I love that. The, I love the oh. sparkly floor with the lights. <laughs> I love those sparkle floor lights. <laughs> I want them installed in my house. You should try to steal one. Has anyone ever stopped you from trying to take one? <laughs> well, I've, only because I've never tried to take one has no one ever stopped Next, me. I think, I think in the fall when we go, I'm going to try to chisel one out. There's oh, going to be a missing one. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to put up sparkly floor all-stars to guard it. <laughs> put a big wall around it. <laughs> They're going to sing all about it. For six months. <laughs> oh, God. oh, God, this conversation is the best. <laughs> oh, okay. okay so, so, now, so leaving... Okay, Adam, you take this one. Okay, so now, as we're walking west, I think we'll make a stop at Interventions East. Yeah, let's just stop at interventions in general. Okay, let's just do it. To me, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's a pavilion with a whole bunch of little things inside. So, I cannot get excited about it. I really try. Like, some of our thrills is really cool, but I really have never done anything. And I've been in it for like an hour when you guys went on um, Mission Space that time. Mm -hmm. And I still was like, oh, maybe it's... Nah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that Some of you things are cooler than I think they are, but... Yeah, this is something that... I go on tire trips and I don't even walk in, really. I just think it could be so much cooler. It should be more like little, like like a science center. Yeah, and it's really. Yeah, Megan, do you do you ever go in into interventions? I I always go in thinking mm-hmm. yeah thinking it's gonna be great. Something else this time. Although I will watch people do some of all thrills you and like watch it? them be terrified by their own creation. Yeah, yeah we we love it. That's it's really <laughs> fun. Have you done it? I haven't done it. Oh, you need to I'm do afraid it. of being terrified that I'm No, it's really not as bad as it looks. <laughs> it's actually terrific. And we yeah. do the the entire, like, the full thrill of it. We don't go, like, we don't wimp out. No. We do the full thing. We and it, it's actually, that, so. the worst part of it is being a little bit claustrophobic. Hmm. Besides that, it's actually really, really charming, neat attraction. Yeah, people, and there's a button you could hit to stop yourself if you need to. Yeah, but like the fact that they button, have to have really, that button. If you just close your eyes, it's nothing. But why would you close your eyes? Then? Yeah, I'm just saying, if you really start to get freaked out. Because once you close your eyes, then you're just kind of getting flung around a little bit. It's mm-hmm. really big and it's really short. Like, you know, like, it's it's awesome. is, it is pretty short. I, again, like I love minute. watching people do it. It's, yeah. a neat, it's a neat attraction. I really like it. You I just think need to the go technology early. is really cool. The KUKA arm yeah. technology is really neat. Yeah. But about anyway, the, um, I'm about to blow your guys' minds. Okay? Are you ready for this? Yeah, sure. Did you know that Club Cool is technically in Innoventions? Is a pavilion in interventions. That's ridiculous. But it's true. I miss the igloo so bad. Do you remember the igloo, Megan? Because Andrew does not. The igloo? Yeah, do you remember when Club Cool had like a big white plastic igloo thing? Oh, and it was called something else, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what it was called, but something. Who the heck knows? But you walk through igloo. it and you got kind of like cold and misty, if I remember Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally remember that. Oh, that, that was like 20 years ago. Yeah, it was really, that was when I first, <laughs> first went. And then when I went back, I was like, oh, the igloo's gone. It was so cool looking. But I hear that, I think there was some sort of problem with it. Or, who knows? It was poisonous or toxic or something. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure it was. People's skin started boiling. <laughs> it was fine. 
pets are awesome. I wish. Uh, okay, so so we pretty much all agree that inventions we don't really do. Except oh. for Club Cool, which I think is amazing. All right, well, forget Club Cool. So if if anyone has paid attention to anything that we've done on the blog, I named Club Cool as my number one snack at Disney World. Club Cool is awesome. But oh, and the other thing that's in there is if you're a Disney music card holder, which we are, you get a free photo with Minnie and. Well, they, I think they change it, but when we when we went last time, it was Minnie and Goofy. Which is kind of neat, I guess. It's really neat. You don't have to wait at all to meet, yeah. you know, some of the Fab Five, and they give you a free photo, and it's great. Yeah. It's really cool. It's sort of tucked out of the way, and uh, it, again, you know, you get to wait indoors, and there's hardly a way to meet them, and they make you hold hands, and it's awkward. You know, by hold hands, I mean with them, and it's super awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's up again. Okay, so now... Now we're, we are all the way west, and I guess we're going to stop at the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah, let's just stop there. Let's just go ahead and stop at the Imagination Pavilion. Imagination! Yay! Is that Ooh. how it's supposed to be? And no. there's an exclamation point at the end. There is an exclamation point. There shouldn't be an exclamation point. There should be a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> now this, I have no bigger problem if any anywhere in the entire resort of Disney World, I'm talking all 43 square miles, I have no bigger problem with the Imagination Pavilion. It's really a shame. It's such, it's such a letdown. There's so much potential for uh, this whole pavilion. And the good thing about this, moving you know away from what we were just talking about, this is a whole pavilion. Two attractions, a sort of an interactive area. It's in a really potentially neat building. The building is cool as hell. See, the, you, the double glass pyramid thing and the weird colors on the bottom, I, I'm totally into it. You love it. I don't think it's great. I think it would have been even cooler if the building was uh, more classic and sort of just almost like nothing. Like maybe what's inside. I don't know. Again, it's imagination. I think it's, I think it's whimsical and fun. And, that, and they used to have, I mean, I've never seen it, but the Post show used to be up on the second floor, right? Like right under the glass dome. Yes. Right. The no, it was. I remember that from when I was a kid, and I remember expecting that the first time I went yeah. as an adult and being supremely disappointed. Yeah, like that would be really awesome because the post show now is terrible as amongst everything else that's in there. It's yeah. really dark. Yeah. Fun way. It's just dark in there. Yeah. yeah. It's um. So, so it's a like, it's a big letdown. I should preface this by saying that again, I didn't start going to Disney World until uh, I think it was 22, the first time I went as an adult. I went, you know, a couple times as I as a kid or whatever. But the first time as a Disney nerd, I was 22. I'm 28 now, so it wasn't terribly long ago. And uh, this just seems like such a wasted space. So I didn't get to experience those old great attractions. Um, mind you that bringing back Captain EO was such a like a cute little PR move or whatever but it's sort of one and done for me yeah, it's over it's in the now for a month yeah and, and they how hard is it to make a 3D movie oh, seriously is it that hard to make a new 3D movie seriously I think you just need a 3D camera if someone's willing to be in it I think that's all it is but it's not even that but you have again you own things like Pixar right yeah like why not just be like or just make a a toy, like a 3D Toy Story short or something. Yeah. It's like, it would be better than what's in there now. Yeah. By well, far. The thing is, if you don't have a lot of money. Out of the three big attractions that have been in that little theater, you know, there was EO, or there was Magic Journeys First, which, great song, neat, cool film. It's been at uh, three of the di different Disney parks. Really cool, you know, different for sure. Then uh, Captain EO, and then Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, which goes down is the worst attraction. <laughs> ever 
build in the in really? the grand in the scheme of like bad ideas. This goes somewhere between like like mustard gas and the Jersey Shore. So I would say the mission space is, is the worst attraction ever built. No. Followed closely by probably by Honey I Shrink the Audience. Honey I Shrink the Audience is the worst. So you might be right. And then probably that sounds Well, to put it into perspective, I only went on Honey I Shrunk the Audience once. And I've been on Mission Space twice, so Mission Space must be twice as good. Yes. <laughs> and it's still pretty bad. Well, I mean, a big part of the turnoff, if anyone remembers it, was the ridiculous amount of advertising from Kodak in the middle, in the beginning. And that horrible cover of True Colors. Yes. Do you remember that, Megan? Oh. oh my god. Now you're now it's all rushing back. I don't know if I had like PTSD to, from it or something. You tried to block it out. And and sometimes they play that like uh True Sometimes they play that on the various, uh, don't sing it, we have to pay for that. <laughs> they, uh, they play that on uh, those different Disney World uh, music apps, you know? And I, I hear it from like the kitchen as I'm cooking and I get like shivers at the back of my spine. <laughs> those have to play just kind of Some of them do. Some of them okay sometimes. Yeah, some of them do. Anyway, uh, I, I just remember the, um, oh, I'm sorry to talk about it one more time. Get the, uh, the, 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 weren't there like a bunch of like the tails went by your legs in Honey, I Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I think they're mice tails. Oh, the mice tails. They're yeah. Mice. Yeah. Uh, worst experience ever. <laughs> it's a... Don't do that. Yeah, well, that was the Don't best. That, that aside from the I'm fact like that it was... Mice terrifying. <laughs> well, it was, it was boring to begin with. It just crappy all around. But then on top of it, they were like, well, what is every? What is most human beings' primal fears? Let's put them all in an attraction that they get to experience on vacation. That'll be fun. That'll be great. There's also a snake in that attraction. Yeah, a giant snake, mice. Yeah, whatever. Everything. Sure, were there bugs in it? I'm sure. There's the bugs in everything. Um, oh, and the, the, do they do um, bees? Wasn't there bees? I don't know. Because there's something you want with bees in it. To, to put this into perspective, honey, I shrunk... Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that first movie, which everyone that are, that's our age kind of really loved, and it was a super popular movie, it's like making an attraction out of High School Musical. You know, like a permanent attraction, not a stage show, but making an actual attraction. It's kind of the same thing. You know, one of their more popular brands of the time and making it into an attraction. It's going to get dated so quickly. I think that movie was already dated when this attraction came out. Yeah, I think that's a testament to why, typically why movie attractions don't last as long or nearly as it's, beloved it's as very rare. It's very rare. A very uh, good exception to the rule is like PhilharMagic to where it's it's a 3D movie but it, I think it's very timeless yeah, and I don't think it will They're a little different with their animated films because they become such a classic right. works of art in a sense where a movie is just a movie. Mm. So if you make a movie in 1987 by 1997 it's a little bit Yeah, if you, of course if you base it off of a you know, a pop culture referencing movie like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like, if you think of uh, Impressions of France, that movie is even older, I think. Unless they've updated, I don't think they've updated it. It's very old, but still looks tremendous. Okay. Anyway, um, it's a big letdown, and the ride is not very good. Okay, so walking a little bit. I don't know if we're going south or north or whatever. We're moving in a clockwise motion from the uh, horrible mess that is the Imagination Pavilion, we're going to stumble upon the Land Pavilion. Woo! Yay. So yeah, this... I'm uh, going to cheer too. Yay. Oh, good. Megan's <laughs> joining in. I Everyone love Everyone loves the Land Pavilion. Everyone loves Land it. That's great. It's so good. It's so good. I Can I just it. wrap it up by saying, well, start this by saying <laughs> that the Land is what 
all the other provisions strive to be. Yeah. Yeah. Or they like, should be anyway. That's what they yeah. all should be like. They should I'm be striving to be just like that. This is a pavilion that has three attractions, four if you count behind the scenes tour, two restaurants, shopping, awesome background music. It's cozy. It's fun. I could literally spend my whole day there. Okay, so let's talk about the, the background loop as you walk up into it. Yeah, there's an amazing background music loop, the exterior one. I think it's a little different than the interior. It's a very synth, synth heavy and I think it's pretty common knowledge. We kind of despise the 70s, and this has an intrinsically awesome 80s feel to it. And as opposed to the 70s, the 80s were quite awesome. Yep, and that's you know? it's great. And we actually... It's, it's... And we use, yeah, and we use part of that loop during our opening part of our podcast, thanks to uh, Mike Newell from Mouse World Radio for Zone Not Over. Mm-hmm. He's the best. So, so what do you all think about the building itself? Ooh. I think it's it? beautiful. I love the so, mosaics and the... So, oh, yeah, 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 I was going to get into that. The double mosaics on the, the left and right as you walk in. Yeah, I think uh, they're gorgeous. They're so awesome. They're designed... Well, they were built by the same people who did the Cinderella yes. mosaics in the castle. The guy who was a Nazi interrogator. Yeah. Who then moved to the United States. That is great. And became the mosaic artist. I love that Nazi artist. interrogator. He yeah. can interrogate me anytime. That's true. <laughs> He did that too, and it's pretty awesome. And the sign, you know, they also did the sign, obviously. Yeah, it's a it's a neat building. The thing about that I like about this building is there's a lot of plant life yeah. leading up to it, which is something you don't get much in Epcot. It sort of lends a different feel. Yeah, I think it, the building itself looks mm-hmm. kind of like a plant to me. Yeah. I like, agree. It, it's it's more earth tones, the sure. colors, like it's yeah. like the land. But even yeah. how the glass, like the it glass is. top it's part, pavilion. <laughs> like tapers in, but like yeah. comes out of like more, I guess more like whatever really cool. building buildingness, like the glass itself and it, I don't know, it looks like a flower or something like that or like a plant piece the funny thing is like nine out of ten times i'm walking into this pavilion it's at an epcot rope drop and i'm walking really really quickly behind a cast member going to soren which is true so um not anymore now not anymore that they do those members. different rope drops and there's not a cast member leading you everyone there. there by God. Shoot, I beat the Ten cast minutes. members there. I get there when they're opening up yep. with the keys. <laughs> I'm the first one there. We frequently get to ride on Soren all by ourselves. Yeah, like all the time. Megan, have you ever rode on Soren by yourself? I have not. We've done it several times. It's really awesome. They sit you right in the middle. And it's, it it's a lot of fun. We, uh, <laughs> again, like talking about my dad, like we go there all the time with him, I guess, even though it's only been once. Yeah. Um, we got to ride on Soren, uh, just me, Adam, and my dad, and it was amazing. That sounds like so much fun. It really is. It's really cool. It's very like a special sort of Disney moment, as uh, gay as that sounds. Sure. Yeah, very special. Um, yeah, like I said, this this is just chock full of attractions. The living with the land is, I just think, above and beyond a classic Epcot attraction. It survived that sort of late '90s slaughter of classic Epcot attractions. We're talking Horizons and. Uh, world of motion, those types of things, you know? They all got the axe, but this one managed to survive. And because it has been there since opening day, um, just like Spaceship Earth, I think it sort of crossed that line into being a classic attraction that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. It's such a special thing. There's nothing like it. I don't think that it's ever gonna go anywhere. And because because of that, I'm sure that somewhere, some Imagineer is plotting its death and I'm gonna be spied for it. Anyway, I love it. I wrote a stinking song about it for crying out loud. I love that attraction. And then it also gave birth to the, um, what are those things called? The plant thing? The Mickey's Mini Gardens. Which we have a 
few, three of them? Yeah, we have uh, two or three Mickey's Mini Gardens that Mickey's. have just exploded with growth. My Call and Call plant that I have is humongous. I've had to upgrade its pot several times. Um, see, I thought you were going in a different direction with that. My favorite thing about that is the Mickey pumpkins. I mean, that's really Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I talk about this attraction, I turn into Oprah. Yeah, and I have to exclaim <laughs> like this. Because <laughs> I'm so excited about it. It's Oprah's favorite attraction. Oh, I heard that. Yeah. I heard that once. Yeah, it's one of her favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> this did is she give everybody a living with the land? She no, gave, no, everybody got a Mickey everyone pumpkin. Everyone gets a oh. Mickey uh, pumpkin. Everyone gets a Mickey's mini garden. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oprah, don't sue us. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. Um, and plus, you know, we talked about before, but the Arthur. Oh, yeah. The B. Arthur tomato lady at the oh, end. Okay. Um, do you know what we're talking about, Megan? I do know what you're talking about. This is actually one of my favorite attractions as well. I stumbled upon it. Really? I found, like, like, like they're hiding it or something. They are hiding it. It is hidden, actually. It would be a lot more popular if people knew what it was. They don't even True. advertise this attraction anymore. It's, it's so like, special. Like, oh, what's this part of Sunshine Seasons over here? Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, the food's not cooked. What? What is this? <laughs> oh, wait, they're growing it for me? How do I get it? Cool. <laughs> How do I eat sugar cane? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that attraction so much. It's very special. Okay. Now, what about soaring? Um, I like, I love soaring. I cry on it almost every time. It is, the score is awesome. Almost because of the, yeah. the music. It almost makes it like, there's two things. I could, the video could be whatever it could be. I really don't care. The score and blowing wind on my feet as they dangle in the air for some reason is awesome. Now we've, we've gone on extensive, uh, extensively about how people shouldn't underdress in the parks, but me and Adam will be in full regalia with bow ties and suspenders. But for this attraction, my friend, we must wear flip-flops because you can take them off and let your feet dangle free and it's awesome. I know it sounds really gross and weird, but it's really amazing. It actually is a wonderful feeling. But it's always my thought. I'm like, oh, we're going to Epcot today. Which shoes am I going to wear? Flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to let your feet dangle on Soren. It's true. So uh, I, w I really wish they would um, give this a routine and do a new video. Because really, I just think, if anything, the video should be in HD. It shouldn't be so scratchy. It would be nice to do a new video. It is getting scratchy. It's like dusty or something. Yeah, dusty. the California version's even worse. Oh, yeah, it really is. And the, you know what? The California version, it's it's just different. It doesn't have the same feel, even though it was the original one. Mm -hmm. And the show building is kind of cool, but it's not in the land. And if it's not in the land, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad this is in the land in general. It definitely saved the land pavilion, and it will not go anywhere because this attraction is so stinking popular. And for that, Soren, we thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Um, we have yet to mention the other uh, little gem oh, in quotes. The, uh, the circle of light, a boring-ass fable. Yeah, a boring-ass fable. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I mentioned how I've only been on uh, on uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience one time. This one I've also only experienced one time. And you know what? This attraction is 20 years old. It's an animated film, okay? Mixed with live action about how we're killing the world. This was all before sort of a global warming even was a huge thing, you know? But they can't update this? Yeah. Everyone Isn't that hard? I don't know. I wish it was more accurate too. Like. It's called the Circle of Life. It should be like a brutal death fest. Yeah. Okay. Just like hyenas killing 
cute baby deers. No, cute baby humans. Like, I want, yeah, like make people cry. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I think that would be great. I or think they, they should surprise people with that, like randomly. Oh, that would be awesome. Like you play like 10 you know, normal circles of life and then you play one Ooh, really horrifying one. And that gives it rewritability. And yeah, and score some, not, not score some. Circle of life roulette. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Circle of roulette. I love it. Uh, that's awesome. I love it. Oh, this is perfect. All of that aside, all the baby deaths aside, <laughs> I think, um, you know what would actually go well here? As much as I hate it in other parks, it does draw people away. I think this would be a really opportune moment to put in a meet and greet, actually, for any upcoming movies or things like that, because that's one thing that Epcot is lacking, and I'm not intrinsically against meet and greets in Epcot, mm -hmm. but I am against the meet and greet that they have in Innovations. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Those backgrounds it, are The awful. backgrounds are just the most awful, gaudy things that I've ever made. They need to really, I the Fab Five, just, yeah, they don't need to be in every part. They don't everywhere. need to be in Epcot at all. They really don't. There should be very special people that you can meet in each park, and I don't think Mickey fits there at all. Just put like, to meet Timon with his huge peep. But also, like, if, even if it's not a meet and greet, do you know what else would be really neat here? Sort of a, the Walt Disney World equivalent of Disneyland's Blue Sky Cellar? That would be really neat. Yeah, I think that would be really neat, but specifically for their uh, Disney Nature brand. They could do all the upcoming stuff in the Disney Nature film series. That would be a really great idea. That so, is a really good yeah, idea. Like a walk around exhibit, you know, with uh, a couple of different clips playing, but also, you know, have some interactive little things. Yeah. I think that's, it's just such wasted space. And it's not like people are going to see that attraction. I know, and it's like they sort of totally taken that chimpanzee after they shot the movie and brought it back and put it in a cage and put it in That would be awesome. Room. Give like kids little sticks to poke it with with Duffy <laughs> on it. You could pay 50 cents for a banana chip. You could throw you things it. at it. That That's would be true. perfect. Oh, family fun. So again, I, the last thing I'm going to say about that little attraction is that I always really feel bad for the cast member standing outside of it as I rush past to get on Soren in the morning during the rope uh -huh. drop. Cause I, and I never, I look at her in the eyes and I say, oh, I'm gonna come back to you later. And I always tell her that, and she knows I'm not. She knows I'm not coming to see it. <laughs> but I tell her I am, cause I don't want her to like kill herself. I just would hate that. Okay. It's not her fault she's on that. It's not. So. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe that's how they punish bad cast members. Oh my goodness, I never thought about that. Maybe she showed up. Oh my god, I don't even want to say what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, whoops. So, so quick finale to it. So the the, the hot air balloons. Yeah, I like them. They're really, really neat. I think. Oh. Looking... Go ahead. You, uh, the, I'm just sorry. It's okay. <laughs> the ones that are in the sky. I'm... Uh -huh. The ones that are in the air. You know, the hot air balloons that are in the air, Megan. It's not always the gym. <laughs> I love those hot air balloons. Um, and, and then uh, and, and, um, the restaurants too. Garden Grill, which we've never eaten at, but it's neat that it it's overlooks... Right. Yeah, it spins, which is neat, and it overlooks... Um, uh, yeah, over the over the farm diorama, with which is chickens. I love those chickens. Yeah, that's the best chicken. We this is our third podcast. We've mentioned those chickens seventy eight <laughs> times. <laughs> um, They're so cool. We we've had ADRs there before, and the reason we don't eat there again is vegetarians eating family style on a very limited menu is kind of difficult. It's just not worth it. And, it. and we're starting to get into the character dining sort of uh, situation, but it's just never like it's wild. 
Well, I do love the uh, Sunshine Seasons, though. The counter service there is amazing. Yeah, it's it's, it's, really it's yeah. the best counter service, I think, in all of Disney World. Do you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there for me. Definitely, inter it's interesting. It's it, we, I get a tofu different. noodle curry bowl there that is just out of this world. It's terrific. It is really good. And they have a beet and goat cheese salad that, oh my goodness, I could eat it every day. So good. And I like how they have the little setup, different sort of cuisines, you know? Sort of a cafeteria style, I love that. Yeah, yeah we've eaten there a few times. Alright, so let's uh, hop down the path for final destination. Let's take a, a little stroll over to, uh, the I want to say the Living Seas, but it's not. It's not. It's the Seas with Nemo and Friends. Yeah. Formerly the Living Seas. Yeah. Anybody have some thoughts about this one? Opened in 1986. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. not, as, not as Nemo, though. As no, originally. <laughs> um, I was the, like, that movie is that old? At the time, <laughs> that makes me really old. It was the largest tank in the world, now it's second, and it holds 5.7 million gallons of water. You could drop Spaceship Earth into it. And then what? <laughs> you just could drop it in, it would float. <laughs> Judy, De Judy, Judy Dench will drown. <laughs> and everyone will cheer. <laughs> no, they won't. Except for me, because I really like Judy. I love Judy. Okay, um, any thoughts? Uh, I actually, a, a lot of people don't like it. I really find it calming. Like, I, yes. I, water calms me, but I love, I love going in there, watching the manatees, just kind of eat their lettuce, eat their little manatee thing. Mm -hmm. that's, really a, awesome. that's a great point, actually. It's nice and dark, it's chilly, mm -hmm. but it's not only dark, but it's uh, sort of you have the pretty reflections from the water, and you have all the, you know, things that you can look at. You can spend an hour in there, no problem. Even before you get in, the, when you first or when you first walk in, you pass the animatronic seagulls. Yeah, which are really awesome. Those are yeah. those are those are kind of the opposite of calming. Yeah, but those, yeah. But those are awesome. But then you get inside and you you do that sort of undersea descent, you know, the down the sand line, through the Arctic zone on the water. Is... It's so effective and so awesome, and you, it's one of the few that you really, I, I know, I really feel like it's accomplishing what it's saying. Yeah, that queue is terrific. And it's very common. The, the sad thing is you never wait. I've never waited for that yeah. attraction even once. Oh no, I've run through it. Yeah, I've definitely sprinted, for sure. But it's very, it's just very nice. It's very cold. How do you feel about the actual, the Nemo attraction? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, how do you feel about I'm, that? I'm, I don't love or hate it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same, same boat as you. Like, I, I've seen a good videos of the old... Sea Cabs attraction, and I really think that was... I've been on it. I think that was more endearing. It was cool, but it wasn't as fun. And I do love the Nemo film, but I think coming back from Disneyland and experiencing their submarine voyage, you know, the Nemo one there, I think theirs is so much cooler. Theirs is cool, but yeah. nevertheless. But I like that it's like a mix of, of digital and like real sex that are really well done. I mean, it is, it is really cool. Well like, it's a, it's a cool thing. It's, it's just, it's... I don't know, there's no story to it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same rehash, Nemo gets lost by Yeah, but that's the thing. It's not exactly the but movie story. Because they can't... Yeah, it is It is a very much-needed, like, kid-based attraction. Yeah, I gotta say, we don't, we don't go with kids very often, but sometimes we go with our niece and nephew, Julianne yeah. and Drew. Yeah, my niece, Julianne, she likes Finding Nemo. My little nephew, he does. And so they... Uh, and they love it. They love going on this attraction. One of the things that I wish I could have experienced at the old Living Seas is the sort of movie that played before you get in the Sea Cabs. Mm. The Seas movie that was directed by the same guy that directed the 
awesome Norway foam <laughs> that I love so much. And uh, I could listen to that narration to the Seas movie all day long, and it puts me directly to sleep. That's exactly what it was. It was boring. The new, the new thing, the flow is just better. So you walk down the cool queue, you get on the ride. It's like, you know, five minutes long. You get off. I just like the whole idea of Sea Base Alpha as a theme. It's a cool. It was as definitely a theme cool. better. I feel cool. like if they kind of Jules burned this up, it could be a really yeah, cool variant. But I think it's a tough one. They and could then, put the manatees in little like steampunk goggles. <laughs> oh my god. That would be amazing. That would be, be, awesome. that would, <laughs> that'd be great. I would pay to see. Yeah. An, ex- an extra hard ticket. Yeah. To I see would manatees in steampunk <laughs> I really would. Listen well, up, Disney. You could charge a premium. Wait, wait, wait. I have an idea. We can start an Etsy shop of steampunk manatees. We'll be millionaires. That's true. Yeah, there probably already is one. Yeah, there's probably yeah, You're right. Um, and then you have a uh, turtle Steam talk. Sea mammals, perfect. Turtle talk. <laughs> turtle talk, yes. Really That's fun. a cool bit of technology, I it think. It is. Really effective. We love it. Kids love it. They just melt. Yeah. It's it's and so it's charming. The first time we went on it, we're like, okay, we're big fat Disney nerds. We need to experience every attraction for sure. We didn't get dragged on it per se, but we were just an opportune moment for us to just walk on and see this attraction. I was so charmed by it. I thought it was so neat and the kids got so giddy and even the parents were sort of clapping and entertained and excited that their kids were so excited, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Crush is a very entertaining character. As, yeah. as much as I sort of hate it's people who are so laid back, I'm jealous of people who can be that laid back. He's very charming. Yes. Yeah. It's a great character. It's yeah. great. And I really, really, really love the, uh, the cuttlefish. Oh yeah, the cuttlefish are right by Turtle Talk. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. bi- I'm a biologist by trade, and I love cephalopods. Yeah, Adam is a dork by trade. That's true. And uh, I'm a cuttlefish. I've seen him in person, and I'm really good kids like that. It's really cool. Yeah, cuttlefish are awesome. So if you haven't seen a cuttlefish, go for it. Yeah, so that's our favorite part about the living seas is a cuttlefish. So, okay. Now we're leaving the living seas, and we're uh, yeah. at a club pool to get a, a sip of yeah. Let's all go to Club Cool. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's do a sort of roundup of our favorite Club Cool flavors. And then that will be it for our Epcot Pavilion exploration. Megan, you can go first. Do you have any uh, idea? Of, of my, my favorite Club Cool flavors? Yeah. yeah. Or at least favorite. Yeah. I, I actually enjoy bitter things. Okay. And I rather enjoy Beverly. Do you? Hmm. Have you ever brought in in a flask like some vodka and made a vodka Beverly? It's a very good, I very good drink. I have not, but that's just, that's just wise. It is wise. That's called the Dream Finder. <laughs> that's a vodka and Beverly. Um, my I have two favorites that I always enjoy every time I make Club Cool. The first being Kinley, which is a lemon flavored soda. It's very it's sort of like Sprite. And I should also preface this by saying that I don't drink soda on a you know, regular basis. But when I'm at Disney World, all bets are out. So I drink Kinley, which I love, and I like Crest, which is a very strong ginger ale. Very gingery ginger ale. I'm typical, like the watermelon one. I don't know what name, but... It's in Chinese, there's no name. It's watermelon. <laughs> it's watermelon. I like melons. All right, so... So that's it. Um, so I guess shot. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, well, I guess overall I'm a little... I'm not terribly thrilled with Epcot. I really hope we get a uh, a two billion dollar overhaul. I think that that yeah, that's the future of 
that's a future, a future world, I think, is a, a Cars Land style overhaul. But not Cars. But not Cars, dear Lord. Keep it Epcot. Keep, yeah, keep it Epcot, but give it, give it the money that it deserves. You know, it's the most amazing park in the world. Give it, give it the money it deserves. Megan, how do you, how do you feel about Epcot? I would love to see just utilized better. Like with empty buildings, it's just, it's almost sad. Like you have that nostalgia when you come in. I get so excited when yeah. I walk in and you see those um, uh, those structures with the names on it and then Spaceship uh, Earth is right behind it. And I think it's just, it's just like an overwhelming feeling and it's beautiful. Yeah. And then if you keep on moving and you're like, oh, what's that? Oh, there's nothing there. And then there's yeah. nothing there and there's nothing there. Oh, and this one has something, but it's 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or this one has something, but you're going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's It feels very uh, epic in nature, you know? It's very epic. The music is amazing. And we barely even touched on that. The Innoventions uh, sort of uh, background music group is amazing. I know Adam's mentioned it before, but the whole park as a whole has this epic feel, and that it's ultimately a letdown, you know, by the time 11 o'clock rolls around and you're going into World Showcase, you feel like you did nothing, you know, but it's very special at the same time. And I hope that they invest some money into it because they can do some more, I think. Jillian wants to know, how did you each get super into Disney and where did it begin? And that, that's a super easy answer for me, which is that Adam brought me there. When, when uh, I was a poor ass server in the village, I had no money and Adam made me save up a couple hundred dollars to buy, you know, like a five, four day hopper pass. And we went down there with his sister and um, I was sort of dragged along. I didn't want to go really at all, you know? And then uh, as soon as I got in the Magic Kingdom, I smiled for the first time in years. I was a very sarcastic, like down hipster, you know? I, you know, never smiled ever. And so I went to the Magic Kingdom and I smiled continuously for five days. And uh, the real obsession sort of started between that trip and the one maybe six or seven months later where I was just researching everything about the history of the parks. And I realized that it's a really healthy hobby to have for somebody who uh, is intrinsically down on everything. And it's maybe a more positive person. And I love it. And it's a great hobby. Yeah, I mean, mine's pretty similar. I, uh, my sister went with a boyfriend and dragged her down when she was like 19 or something like that and really liked it and wanted to go back. And so she bought me tickets to go for me and her to go. I'm like, graduation to my college graduation mm -hmm. um and so we went and we had a lot of fun and then we went again she bought me another trip i think and we she bought a dvc on that trip and then every once in a while when her points you just have too many points we would just go down for fun and we just keep going and going and i sort of had a real affinity for it 
over time, and then met Andrew and dragged him, and then we sort of both became obsessed together, to kind of to the extent we are now. Yeah. It was it, it wasn't it, for me it wasn't as gradual as Adam. Like I said, it was pretty much overnight and yeah. I was a crazy nerd. Well, once we had each other to feed off of. And then we started to buy it, like buy all the films and watch those religiously and yeah. that. So, so we're both sort of feed off, you know, my crazy obsession with things, you know. So Ma- Megan, what about you? How did you become so obsessed um, with Disney? Mine is pretty similar. Like I, I talked about a lot about how I went as a kid, but I didn't wasn't really as into it. It just right. you know uh Actually, a friend of mine went down for her 30th birthday, and I was like, that's kind of like the best idea ever for your yeah. 30th birthday. So then I started planning that I would go for my 30th, but I didn't want to wait that long. Right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so I just started planning to go down anyway. And honestly, the planning was super fun. So Isn't I was it? Sh- yeah. sho- like, it was shockingly fun to plan to go. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <laughs> and, uh, then when I finally got there and uh, we did the Magical Express, I didn't want to, I didn't want to rent a car. That's so much fun though, right? The Magical it's, Express. And oh, you go in and you get in, on the bus. Uh, your first time, you get lost in Orlando um, Airport. Of course, but then of course. you learn it quick. <laughs> you learn it quick. Uh, you, but you finally get on the bus and you're getting really excited and there's like the corny video and a bunch of kids who are as, almost as excited as you are. <laughs> almost. <laughs> And then when you actually go through the Welcome to the Magic Kingdom sign, Isn't the first great. time I got tears in my eyes. Oh. I'm going to go now because it's, it's just such a such a great feeling. It, and I, I'm, it's so you know, special. It's so, it's just, it's, and it's so different too. Like literally the landscaping from the rest of Florida to Disney World is shocking. It is. It like, really is. It really is. We don't, we just, don't set foot outside of, Disney World property when when we're there, and the funny thing is, I grew up down there, and I and I hate Florida. <laughs> it's rather awful. I hate it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. How often? How often do you? You don't go, like quite as often as us, but you still get down pretty regular. I go about once a year. Nice. I would like I would like to go more. Yeah. Um, it's just not necessarily feasible. Uh, last time I went, I did go by myself. Yeah. So it was the best thing I ever did. It That's was awesome. absolutely worth it. Uh, so I treated myself to a lot of things, got to do what I wanted to. And my brother lives down there, so he actually did join me at the end. Nice. And we went to Universal for one day. Whoa. Oh, God, not as good. No. <laughs> it's not. Not as not good. As good. We it's... wanted to do the Harry Potter thing, and I'm just like, this is not fun. No, it's, it's not, not the same. It's not fun at all. It's kind of gross. Uh, we have another question. This is all, all three of these are via Twitter today. This is from one of the sweet young ladies from Mouse on the Mind, which is another uh, one of those other great blogs that we read. And uh, you didn't leave your name. I'm not sure if it was Tracy or Melissa Sue, but I'm sure it was one of you. And you wanted to know how me and Adam met. And this is, uh, she's quick to point out that it's not a Disney related question, but she's asking it anyway. Because um, <laughs> she, does, she doesn't care. So, so <laughs> as Andrew mentioned, we're both musicians yeah. of sorts. I'm mm-hmm. in a, well, I did lots of various things, but. At the time we met, I was playing in this sort of ridiculous rock band kind of thing. Um, and Andrew was playing in this sort of folky duo thing. The Passenger Pigeons. Yeah, you can look us up on iTunes. Yeah, and Ghost Bunny is our thing. You can also look us up on iTunes. Anyhow, um, and we were playing the show at this really, really awful bar in the Low East Side called Cry Baby. No, not Cry Baby. Fat Baby. Fat Baby, sorry. Fat Baby. It was, I don't even know if it's still there. All I know is it was gross. I think but it we was both, still there. 
It might be, but we were both booked on this bill together, and Adam was headlining. So, so they opened the show, and, and the about thing, halfway through their set, the sound guy just turned the mics off and kicked them off the stage. This is me getting kicked off the stage. Um, because they were doing, it was more of like an art piece. Thing. The thing you should know about the passenger pigeons is that we, is that we were not really musicians. We were performance artists and okay. we were making a statement. I'm getting into character right now, if you can't tell. Yeah, but anyway, he, uh, so we got kicked off the stage and then I had it out with the bouncer and then made every band agree to leave. If we weren't allowed to finish our set. Basically, and and so, yeah, and then we made them give everybody's money back, and there was kind of all this ridiculous sort of funny drama, and then we all ended up playing the show anyway, and they made the, the sound guy go home, and it was pretty hilarious. And that's how we met. Yeah, and then we went, and then we, we hung out and went back to Andrew's place, and we watched Degrassi Jr. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's, that's how we met, and that was like seven years ago. Yeah, and now we're, we're married folk, we're old married folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We live in the suburbs. And we live in the suburbs. <laughs> we don't even go to the Lower East Side anymore. That's true. Um, so that was that. And we met Megan on Twitter. Yeah. It's true. Oh, Megan, we have such a long, tormented relationship getting kicked it's off funny. stage together. <laughs> Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Man, I favorited like five of your tweets yesterday. Oh, we're so oh. close. <laughs> I got a little... You know, a little <laughs> excited every time. <laughs> oh, we keep it passionate with our favoriting of tweets. Okay, so getting out of my old Jewish lady shtick. Um, let's see. We also have a question from the uh, ultimate fan of Stitch's supersonic celebration, Mark Dibba, a.k.a. Dibba Disney on uh, Twitter, another friend of ours. And he wants to know, this is the best question ever, if we could add an attraction to Walt Disney World or Disneyland based on a Haley Mills film, which would you choose? And I'm taking this even further. I've, I already have mine planned out in my head. Many of you would think I would pick Summer Magic, but I'm not gonna pick that. I'm gonna pick Pollyanna, and I'm gonna say she should have her own animatronic stage show on Main Street USA, playing the glad game with the characters. Or with, not with, with characters. With the audience? With the audience. It would be interactive? It will be an interactive experience. It's like, you have AIDS? Yeah. Let, make lemonades. Exactly. <laughs> I like how I steal Sarah Silverman jokes. <laughs> make lemonades. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you said that. We can leave that in, right? Because we're homos, right? Yeah, it's true. It's Maybe we should cut that out. Let's leave that. <laughs> um, Megan? Me? Oh. Do you, do you, do you, do you even like Haley Mills, Megan? Oh, who doesn't like Haley Mills? There are devilish people that do not. I've never met them. Mm. No, but I... I'm going to be boring. I'm going to go parent trap. Nice. That's not boring. You get Haley twice. That's true. That's true. <laughs> How would you make it an attraction, though? Oh, oh, it would it would be more like... Um, I'm thinking of when they're camping, and uh-huh. it would be like a roller coaster kind of thing. Nice. Where they're kind of going through the hills, scaring the woman. Oh, Miss... Oh. What, what, the counselor, Miss Inch? Uh, no, the, the, the woman or... Oh, when they're camping Mary. at the end. Not yeah. when they're not when they're in summer camp. Okay. Would they be animatronic? Oh, no, no, when they go camping. At not the when end. They're in summer camp. Perfect. Animatronic? Haley's? Or would you be playing Haley? That's a good question. Um, you know what? Both, because there's <laughs> two of them. Okay, so you're... Okay, that's perfect. 
you're Haley, but you also see her scaring that lady. It'd be like tableaus, almost vignettes okay. going through the ride. I like this. Dioramas, almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. Are you going to put a lizard on her canteen? Probably. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Would you <laughs> teach her to bang sticks together to keep away the bears or panthers? I probably would teach her that. <laughs> we could even come up with more things that maybe that weren't in they the ostensibly film. edited out of the movie. I bet they did edit that out of the movie because it wasn't probably very good. Mm-hmm. But we like it. Okay, Adam, go ahead. Um, I would say in search, search for the castaways. Duh. Um, I think I would build an attraction that was pretty much the Matterhorn. Okay. Oh, good. Except that you would basically slide down the mountain in a crazy snow slide. They're almost on like a, on a glacier. rock. I don't know what the hell is going on in that film and I would just encompass all that. And it would just have to be crazy. Like you'd be going down this mountain and there'd be like a cheetah in it. There was everything in that movie. And like there's alligators. Just there's alligators cheetahs. and everything inappropriate that shouldn't be there. But that's yeah. it. But it would just be a simple attraction. Condors. A condor can save you at the end. Yeah. I love that movie. And it would just use the score from the film. Yeah, that score is great. Yeah, okay. And I would put it in, in the World Showcase Oh, that's, oh, we didn't even, oh, I said where my place would go. Uh, where would yours go, Megan, in Frontierland? Yeah, yeah, I was definitely thinking Frontierland. Yeah, that sounds that's... good. That sounds really good. That does it for episode number three of the Disney Hipster Podcast. Read our daily blog posts on DisneyHipsters.com. Follow us on Twitter at Disney Hipsters and go ahead and like us on Facebook because that never really hurt anyone. You can follow Megan at GoTeamMegan on Twitter. And if you ever need a healthy dose of daily sarcasm, you know where to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, friends. Goodbye. Goodbye.